This is the time that we all been waiting on. The moment all the naysayers been hating on. See, they've been talking down on us and flexing. It'll take more than that for you to stop a Houston Texan. A lot of teams talking tough and can't back it up. But not the boys on Kirby, so you can pack it up. Reliant Stadium is where you can find us with the whole city of Houston, Texas standing behind us. See, we've been waiting on this one for 10 years. Sacrificing our bodies with blood, sweat, and tears. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Texans Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. I am Young Ari Gold, and we have John with us, as always, the co-host of the show, but we are blessed, blessed beyond our own wildest dreams to have my manager and friend, Dane Kennedy, on the podcast today. Thank you. I appreciate the good ego hummer, but not necessary. No, yeah, he's, not, he's a <laughs> shitty manager, let's be honest. He's, he's a better friend than he is a manager. But luckily, we're after hours, so but he can't hold that against term. me. That's yeah. more sustainable. I'm not worried yeah. about that. Uh, so, Dane's joining because, well, he's a football fan, and we talk football all day at work. Um, and then he's also a, a, a diehard Chicago Bears fan. So, last year, we did the Carolina Panthers with Tim. This year, we're going to do the Chicago Bears breakdown with Dane Kennedy. And, Dane, if you want to tell him your Instagram, if you're looking to build your IG uh, profile so i have about seven posts on there it's not very anything fancy but now that i'm on here now i'm trying to build my brand there it's, you go. it's dane k50 <laughs> dane k50 50 my old football number oh starting football. Se- starting center for the Minneapolis bulldogs 2a football oh and defensive end i was 160 pounds jeez so we're getting a lot of knowledge here Getting a lot of knowledge here good footwork at the time okay but you know as soon as i lined up across somebody that was even twice my size i lined up across uh all Big Ten middle linebacker James Morris is a sophomore. I ended up 30 yards in the backfield. And I held like a motherfucker because, uh, can I say that on here? Uh, well, occasionally. We try not to go too crazy okay, I held, with it. I held, I held like... Well, you already said it. There's no point going it. back. Yeah, my apologies. We're not going to edit it out. Uh, but, uh, and I no, probably should have forewarned you But the that. center never gets called for, called for holding. No, the center so, doesn't actually ever get called yeah. for holding. No, especially if you weigh 160 pounds. <laughs> so I was... Because yeah. they just toss you to the side. They toss, yeah. If I didn't do that, it was just it was sticking your cleats in the ground, grabbing on the back of the jersey, and just holding on for dear life. Probably well, looked like a little kid just getting dragged behind yeah, like a but, grown man. Yeah, it was. It was. So, But it was fun, and I missed the sports. It's like working for Oracle. It, that is like working for Oracle. It's called drinking from the fire hose. It's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's exactly what you it is. You just described my life at Oracle. Uh, well, Dane, thanks for, for coming on. This yeah, is thanks awesome. Thanks for having me. Obviously, so John, I guess I owe the apology technically for for us not doing the emergency Tyron Matthew Honey Badger podcast that we promised. Oh, let's get into that. I would yeah, say that's that. me though. I'd love you, to. I'd love to Because it was that. me. It was you that suggested it. It was me. It was you that even called as me usual. out on Twitter. I and did. The one, yeah. I called you out on Twitter. You called me out on Twitter that we're having an emergency podcast on oh, Twitter. God, f me, dude. And then you're the one that doesn't show up. Okay, so honestly, there's no backstory. I was just tired. <laughs> I, I want to be real with them. I'm okay, not, how it was Sunday night. How on earth were you not like just riding that high? Okay, no, I you rode got the high. The honey badger. Okay, look, before we get into the high, I was I was riding the high, right? But I had a rough week. I was working at home. The kids were bothering me the entire time, so therefore couldn't even focus. This guy's constantly messaging me, asking me about a deal coming in. Doesn't doesn't trust me, so he's all over me. And then Sunday rolls around. I'm not feeling well, and I wanted to stay home. So you know what I decided. I decided I'm going to stay home. But, but and you know what? But right now, we got the Honey Badger. We did get the Honey Badger, so let's, let's just get into it then. I would actually love to get into that. That was one of the best contracts I've seen. Uh, I would agree. And I'm actually super stoked about a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turns out J.J. Watt should be our 
general manager. Yeah, you yeah. know what's funny is Nuck's been doing all of it all off season, but DeAndre got nobody that he wanted, and then JJ's like, yeah, hey, Tyron, this way, bro. And yeah. uh, he even broke the news. He did. He broke it with the honey emoji. He was getting quoted by and the Badger uh, Schefter. Wrote? Schefter was like the retweeting him. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. That was awesome. My wife, yeah. my wife just could not understand why I'm jumping off the couch so happy. Okay, so why are you excited about it? Because it's Tyron I, Matthew. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Okay. Well, I you mean, rebuild that. You give Romeo Cornell that fuel. See, that yeah. for me is the biggest part. Yeah. Well, you get an, another player that's flexible. I mean, just from a scheming standpoint, you can move. He's probably going to play strong safety. No. Um, he's probably better as a free safety. He's also quite capable as a slot, as a slot corner. Well, that's where he played ninety percent of his snaps last year. And, he's, and, then he's, fear, and he's fearless enough that he's actually played up at the as a linebacker. But he's playing the box. Yeah. Well, he's as flexible too. Is you know you got Fuller returning the punts, but he returns punts just as well. Returns kicks just as well. He hasn't done it in the NFL. He hasn't done it in the NFL, but you know he can do it. Yeah, it's another I mean, added aspect it, to it. He did it at LSU. Yeah, I mean he, was he wasn't LSU, probably gonna. Yeah. I mean he probably wasn't gonna beat out Patrick Peterson to do it in Arizona. Oh, I love that beat. But I mean he. Might do it here. It's just the depth yeah. that adds you is insane, which also goes back to the offensive line depth you've added too. Yeah, well, we can't get into that yet. You're ho- you're, <laughs> you're hopping ahead of the horse here. I'm, I know, I know, but you know, I'm excited what you guys are doing. I'm a big Bill O'Brien fan. Bill O'Brien is the only NFL coach that came from the the Bill Belichick actually to the NFL. Not talking about Saban, who's obviously we know Saban in Alabama, but we talk about what he's done in the NFL. You look at Josh McDaniels' first run in Denver was atrocious. Cornell, you know, even his run as a head coach was atrocious. And he got to watch somebody murder himself. Exactly. Right in front of him. Exactly. And I think Cornell is similar to a Wade Wilson. You put him as a D coordinator. That's well, Wade Phillips. Yep, yep. Yeah. yeah. Wade Phillips, yeah. So it's... So... Wade Wilson, isn't that Deadpool? That's Deadpool, yeah. <laughs> that's Deadpool, yeah. Oh, coming out that, May, May, coming May 16th, by the way. You know, that would be a, he would be a heck of a defensive coordinator. He would or, be. He or would a hell be. of a free safety with, like, those katanas. You know? And the, the agility he has, too. Yeah, he's pretty versatile. And he does, like, he heals... Never gets hurt. No, I think to I touch mean, on the honey badger. The Texans this past year. Uh, we could use anybody. We could use you at center, probably. Actually, yeah, I mean, uh, with Nick Martin going out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I could have, I could have blocked better for Deshaun, and Deshaun wouldn't have got hurt. Oh, that was. Oh, ouch. Everybody, <laughs> everybody just probably crashed on uh, on forty five just now in Houston. <laughs> Way to kill the buzz. Uh, no, Tyron. So uh, I agree. So many different things that go into the Tyron signing. Uh, I don't. I disagree with you. I don't think he plays strong safety at all. Uh, as much as I think he's capable of playing strong safety, uh, I, I think he plays free safety. I think he takes house spot, uh, just because that's that's pretty much where he's played most of his career. And in his press conference, he mentioned that position specifically. And that's what we need. We need a ball hawk at safety, and we, and we also need somebody who can tackle. And and Howell unfortunately cannot tackle. I think we're getting a dynamic playmaker who signed a one-year deal as a proven deal at the age of 25, which you're not going to see very often. And I think we're going to get the best out of the Honey Badger. The way Rack uses his safeties on blitzes, he gets so creative the way he disguises his blitzes that and Tyran, Tyron is already a good enough blitzer as a safety that you add that to the fact that Rack's so good at disguising, disguising it and you get a, a recipe for disaster. Well, I think with um, with Colvin, Kareem Jackson, and then Tyron Matthew, their flexibility, most quarterbacks look to the linebackers and then the safeties to try and figure out what coverage is going to be. Yeah. Right. The three of them can literally shift around. Yeah. 
And it's weird. Of the three of them, Kareem Jackson is going to be the, the weakest in coverage. Absolutely. I agree. So just the flexibility, the ability to disguise. Um, never mind Matthew's, like, just his, um, what am I, what's the uh, football knowledge? He always seems to make a big play when you need it, especially when he was healthy. It's that Absolutely. sense. And it's the last half of this past year, he was getting that, that again. Yeah, he was. People so, are down talking his year, but. I'll take healthy over anything else. Well, also, you guys went from the you know the top-rated defense to winning the... Did you pause it? Okay, so we actually had a mistake there. Uh, there was a beer next to the mic. We had to stop for a second. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, you're right. With Kareem, K. Joe, J. Joe, and then now Colvin, it's funny because now we actually do have that possibility that we've always talked about him moving Kareem to safety, which is where he, he probably should play. He's better playing in front of him, like you said multiple times. He's great at tackling in the open field, and he's our best. he's probably our biggest hitter, to be honest with you. It, there's a lot of versatility now in, in, in the defense, which we haven't had a safety in the sense that we have now with in that add rack to that. It's going to be interesting to see what that defense does. And then we've talked about it multiple times. Last year, we talked about how bad the corners were, but also we, you know, we've touched on it a couple of times. I know I have the lack of pass rush as well with Watt and Merciless out. So now you're adding Clowney, Merciless, Watt, Tyron on the back, possibly Kareem at safety, and then three solid potential solid corners if KJO can get his life together and go back to his rookie year. It's a it's a it's a problem. It's a real problem. And, and we've actually got depth on top of that. Yeah, I know. And we also have Tristan Decoud, who we don't know what we have yet. Uh so and then Marcus Williams if he comes back. So I mean there's a lot of potential there. Which is kind of crazy to think. Just one adding one more player to that mix just made a huge, huge difference. Like I was I was really excited about Colvin. But a lot of people are saying that was their that was the their favorite signing of the free agency. I think he's going to end up being our favorite. Well, the I, people are saying he's going to play outside. Um, he's talked about how they're he's going to go back and swap. Forth. Yeah, um, I think it was even on his, I think it was on Mad Radio today where he kind of talked about that, mm -hmm. where he took a lot of pride in being considered one of the best slot corners. Yeah, but he does want the opportunity to prove himself on the outside as well. I think he wants. I think honestly, just from listening to him, he wants to be known as more than just a slot corner. He wants to be known as a solid corner. Well, when you play with Bouye and Ramsey, it's going to be very hard for you to be able to be an outside corner. I mean, yeah, he's he was going to be able to shadow. No yeah, matter what. No matter what. So I, I think to kind of transition into another topic, how crazy is it that all the interviews we're hearing from all the new free agents that Deshaun is the reason that they want to come here? Well, actually, I'll, I'll, tie, I'll uh, jump into that with a third-party point of view here. Is Deshaun Watson, before he got hurt, threw 19 touchdown passes in seven games provides a dynamic Houston hasn't had in a while since J.J. Watt first stepped on the field. And you get him there with the Bill O'Brien coach, who I'm a big fan of. From what he did when he was coaching at Penn State, taking over a program that, you know, was in disarray from the uh, the whole Penn State scandal and all that, and took him took him right back to an 8-4 and four season. You don't see that very often. Sure. And also, you know, people talk about him and coming from... Well, and on top of that, the scholarships and things like that that were, were suspended revoked. and everything else that and, went and on. The there was a lot going on. And the revoked, too. We're and, big Bill O'Brien fans. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I think Bill O'Brien takes a lot of unnecessary heat. But I don't think Deshaun Watson would be who he was without Bill O'Brien. Yeah, we've talked a lot about Bill O'Brien and the reason why he gets the heat that he gets. And we we both are uh, the belief that it's because he's an asshole. And people don't want to... Uh, the media hates him. And they're not used to... The Southern charm that they want from their head coach, like they had in Gary Kubiak and things like that in the past, they want that real honesty, how y'all doing type of... Uh, Press con press conference type of thing, but well, Bill that, Bill doesn't do that. Yeah. He doesn't want to get to know you. Right. He doesn't really care what you think. He's just going to answer the questions as he has to. 
and move the fuck on. Well, they want that goody, that good old boy dynamic. Yeah, they want an Aggie. Yeah, they want an Aggie. They want an Aggie. That sounds well. They they want somebody that can't keep a secret. Right. I mean, any of those older coaches that you mentioned, it still blows my mind that we were able to keep the fact that Rick Smith wasn't even in the building during the regular season. Yeah. A secret. This is is why they hate Bill Bryan. This is why he gets negative. It's because you don't get anything out of them. They can't do their jobs. They're sitting there having to make things up. They do the whole freaking false narratives on all their reports because they get nothing. We're we're sealed. I mean, just think about it. Tyron Matthew, we we both had no idea. I mean, we knew there was an interest. Well, there was when he was first released. There was a tweet saying that he was interested in coming to Houston. That was it. And then nothing. Dead silence. And then we just ha- it just happened. I texted you. You I don't even know where the hell you were, but you had no idea. Um, that doesn't. I mean, that's that's how we run our organization. You don't know about these. But things. you'd rather run that organization too, because if you think about it, that's the same way Belichick runs his organization. No, that's his guy. That's exactly right. Yeah, you'd rather have that. That's why. Be- that's why Bill doesn't answer the questions about injuries, and all. he doesn't want to give you any leg ups in the competition. So when he's talking about his weekly press conferences leading up to the games. That's why he gets so damn irritated asking the answering the injury questions. He does not want to give you any type of leg up on what the and there's nothing wrong with that. Only reason people don't like it is because they want real answers when it comes to the questions asked, and it's. Don't worry, football. The the whole state of Texas is football crazy. Absolutely. I mean, look at how Dallas handles the Cowboys. Fuck that team. Uh, there's always a lot of information. There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of entertainment there. Houston wants that. They're jealous of that. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. They really I are. I would agree with you. You're 100% want right. that media that's the fanboys of the Cowboys and the Cowboys play it back into them. The Skin Baylesses of the world. Yeah, that's why Bum Phillips was so, so adored in Houston because that's that type of personality. And we just haven't had that. Gary Kubiak had a little bit of that, but he was still a little secretive. Gary it's Kubiak, just, though, was almost a pushover in my eyes. No, he was. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, too, is like people give Gary Kubiak this credit when he won a Super Bowl. Gary Kubiak and Wade Phillips made Wade Phillips ran the defense, Kubiak ran the offense. That was it. It was separated right there. Kubiak and Myers was not that good of a head coach. Well, he had moments. He had moments with Schaub where there was actually solid. I mean, Schaub had a Pro Bowl year and led the league in passing and touchdowns. But Kubiak had Peyton Manning. Right. Even Peyton Manning's shitty year was still. It was still Peyton Manning. Well, Kubiak also turned down Peyton Manning when Peyton Manning wanted to come to Houston. Yeah. Yeah, when he got cut by the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. But, to say. but see, it's funny, though. Wade Phillips made Kubiak, and people say the same thing about Rack to Bill O'Brien, though. Right. Yeah. People say that, you know, without Rack, where would the Texans be? Because we've always had such a great defense. Well, you saw this year in six games exactly where the Texans would be with Bill O'Brien and Deshaun Watson. So, yeah. it, you know, it's very interesting. But the fact that, like I said, a rookie like Deshaun is attracting these free agents. You touched on it. When I said this whole inmate thing that happened with Bob McNair and the cons- and then the Dwayne Brown interview, all those things, we were worried. Guess what? We signed four out of the six players that have kneeled and have had their social injustice propaganda continue on last season. They did it. Uh, Jonathan Batamose is like a social activist and is right up there with Eric Reed and Colin Kaepernick. They had no issue signing him. The reason why these people want to come is because of Deshaun. For a rookie to have that impact... I've never seen it before. And I it would say it's a combination of Deshaun and Bill O'Brien. I mm-hmm. think that Bill O'Brien does People have a re- Bill O'Brien. Yeah, I think players he has a reputation him. of a player's coach. Yep. I think that you get Deshaun on top of that, and Deshaun's Deshaun's the cool Russell Wilson. Yeah. Like yeah, that's Russell what Wilson's Ru- not cool. Yeah. He's a big poon. <laughs> I don't like I, Russell. I mean, I don't like him, but also he's I, great though. 
Yeah, when he can't, he emerged himself from a game manager throwing 34 touchdown passes in one season. I'm like, okay, you're not the game manager they try and make you out to be. And also, you know, he extends a play. I was listening to Von Miller the other day. He, he's the that's the one quarterback he hates facing. Not Cam Newton. I mean, he does hate facing him because he's hard to bring down. But Russell Wilson's so elusive too. Yeah, that's right. Deshaun. Desha- yeah. Well, Deshaun. Deshaun's more dynamic. He's Deshaun's a different type of quarterback than Russell Wilson. He can stay but in the he pocket. is. But I mean, the goody two shoes. Yeah. I mean, he's went through hell as as a kid. Right. With, had all these he's, trials and tribulations. None of it affects Deshaun him. Deshaun Watson is just straight line as anything. He doesn't get into trouble. He's as cool he's, as the other side of the cool pillow. About it, yeah. You would never. He's not. He's still relatable. He's not holier than thou. Or Russell Wilson. I mean, he's a great quarterback, but. From the chatter that you got out of Seattle, is he came across as being holier than thou? Like he was just too good for everybody around him. No matter, and this may not be anything that he was trying to do purposely. It's just how he came across. Deshaun Watson is the same way, except people still like him. Yeah. So that's just a gift. He doesn't push himself onto people, though. Right. Russell Wilson pushes himself onto people. And again, let's go back to the stats here. Before he got hurt in six games, he threw 19 touchdown passes. If you round that up, let's just say 20 touchdown passes in six games. He was on pace for 46 touchdown passes. Was it 46 after six games? 46. No, gonna... no, it was 46 throughout the whole season. Yeah. So if he would have stayed on the path he was on, he would have thrown for 46 uh, touchdowns and 18 interceptions he, and would have probably, well, and I think it was like 4,800 yards. The rookie record was like 33. Yeah, it's yeah. 33 by Andrew Luck. Yeah. Uh, so it, uh, he would have surpassed that by quite a bit, and he also would have had, I think it was 4,700 yards and 18 t- or interceptions. So, he, I mean, he would have smashed – Oh, yeah. Any rookie record possible. I mean, there's a reason why he was considered still rookie of the year, even though he only had six games under his belt. And he was still leading all quarterbacks in rushing. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and it was so. And then he also had led led the league in uh, play action D balls, uh, and then also clean pocket passing passer rating. So, and that's that's in six games. So, and I listened to your Palmer podcast earlier too, and just the way he described, you know, that that uh, game against Alabama, where he was overthrowing those touchdowns, and usually the the old statistic was he'd rather overthrow than underthrow. Well, when Palmer brought that in, it was like, no, not this time around. You'd rather underthrow. You'd rather underthrow throw. where you were at because he missed what? Uh, six, I think. Six overthrow touchdowns. Then he didn't miss any more after that. Yeah. I think Palmer was kind of making the choice. It's like give the receivers a chance to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is what he's really good at. I mean, just yeah. look at the Chiefs game. Granted, you know, I tortured myself a little bit and rewatched some of his throws. His, he, the street receivers didn't even have to break stride to catch some of his deep balls. No. So that Steven yeah. Anderson catch on uh, against the Chiefs that was Just, right on the one. Can you think of a better throw than no. the Fuller throw versus the Seahawks? No. The one, the play action pass down the middle. Yeah. No, it's perfect. I mean, I mean, and that and that DeAndre catch against the Chiefs as well, where he basically put it in DeAndre's hands with DeAndre fully extended and jumping. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, so this is turned into the Watson cast again. Always. As always. As, <laughs> as, as always. We should always guarantee a quarter of the, part of, a quarter of the podcast, we'll, we'll talk about Deshaun. But I want to I get your impression. So, I mean, being a Bears fan, and you took Mitchell Trubisky, yeah. and, and we talk about this all the time at work, but you, you like Trubisky, you like I the do. potential that he has, you think that he, he'll be fine, but if you were to go back now, I we're, a year, we're a year in, we're a year in and you had a choice. We had to redo the draft. Are you taking Watson over Trubisky? I would still take Watson. You would okay, because so, you were a Watson guy beforehand. I was a Watson guy beforehand. And when Dabo Sweeney came out, one of the greatest offensive minds in college football, and said, "This is the Michael Jordan." He does not say that about anybody. He's like a Jimbo. no. He's never been that way. He's always been very uh, it's same thing. With what Jimbo Fisher said about Jamie's Winston. Jamie's Winston, I wrote off. I thought he was just a little punk. You're about as bad as with names as John is. <laughs> 
Jameis. Jameis, Jameis, excuse me. I'm from John's Iowa. really bad, too. I'm from Iowa. So oh, you should explain that real quick. I'm from Iowa, so we don't get to pronounce names right. There we go. Okay. Because yeah. John's uh, from Houston, but he still can't pronounce names so right. So Jameis Winston, you know, <laughs> thing, same, same thing, too. You know, I, I wrote him off. I wrote him off as kind of a punk, too. But when Jimbo Fisher said, no, he's that good, one of the greatest quarterbacks coach in college football, he proved it. Well, we're going to eat those W's. <laughs> so, <laughs> talk I about a goob. Oh, that was the worst, bro. Oh my and, and you're right. I'm the on the Trubisky bandwagon. Good, good. Now. So tell me why. Tell me what it is he like. Because to me, so if I remember right, John, you were you were a fan of Trubisky too last year. Not really. Really, I could have sworn he was like your third no, I quarterback. I like Mahomes. No, I know you like Mahomes. I could have sworn Trubisky was right behind was my Mahomes. Top. Um, it was Trubisky before Watson. No, I actually had Trubisky and Watson about the same. Okay. I I did not like Trubisky because he one year guy. He was a one-year guy. He couldn't beat out, um, what was his name at UNC? Oh, uh, it was... Um, the, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember. He was horrible. Yeah, he was. But and they, but me, that, but year, that, that year before that, they went like 10-3 and three and almost made it to and went into the ACC title game. Yeah, yeah. So, and UNC's not a football program. No, they're not. My no, wife went his to wife went to, I mean, there it so is right I've, there. Yeah, I've had to watch too much of their crap. <laughs> uh, but their, their quarterback was horrible. Trubisky couldn't beat him out, and apparently the rumor was it was because he couldn't win over the locker room. Yeah. And I don't know, being a Houston fan, I've watched a lot of weak locker room quarterbacks, and I was like, that's just not a good sign. It doesn't matter how physically talented he is, yeah. he's not going to be able to, to control that huddle. He's not going to be able to control that offense. And, you know, you're probably going to have a quarterback that puts up a lot of great stats, but you're not going to ever do much when it deep pressure situations. Yeah. The thing that I always liked about Deshaun is he always stepped up. Mm-hmm. The bigger the game, the bigger he played. And even in the NFL, he's already proven it. You go against the Patriots and throw... I, that Patriots game, we always forget it behind the Seahawks game. But that Patriots game... I don't forget that. That Patriots game was amazing. Well, he went into... To, I mean, he was, he was in a heavyweight fight yeah. with Tom Brady. And it never even, like, he didn't even feel... He didn't, he didn't, and he didn't lose it. And he, Tom Brady had to take it down to his Tom Brady thing, put that pass over to... Uh, that was our fault. Yeah. yeah. That was us. But that was the same thing, too. It was well, a Brandon duel. dropped the ball. If, yeah. I mean, if... I don't think it was a catch, but whatever. Yeah. I the mean, same play with J- uh, Jesse James against the Steelers. Exact same play. Of course the Patriots get the call. Yeah. Whatever. That's a that's a home field advantage. So what are the ex- what are the expectations for Trubisky this year? Trubisky, they're going to go through the roof, uh, and they should. They're going to go through the roof. They're going to go through the roof because last year his number one receiver was Kendall Wright. I mean, he True. he Wright had nobody sucks. to throw to, and he did when he came in that first game and he rolled out and he threw that. Granted, it was a tip touchdown pass to Zach Miller, but still the way he could read and stand in the pot in the pocket and you know he could make the play downfield too with his legs. It was just. It was something special about him. We haven't seen in Chicago in a while because we suffered through Jay Cutler. We had Sexy Rexy. Sexy Rexy. Yeah, but also... We had Sexy Rexy, too. We had the monsters. We were still the monsters of the midway then. True. We, had we still had Erlacher, Dominate, Roosevelt, Colvin. I just like, sex, like that saying guy. Sexy Rexy. It is fun to say, isn't it? And he was awesome. <laughs> I like the old meme where Sexy Rexy is like, fuck it, going deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite memes are still the Jay Cutler memes. Smoking Jay. I love Jay. And you, that's, It's a funny thing you mentioned that about, wife, quarterback, about locker room presence. It James, seems like Trubisky actually has that. He does have a locker room presence. People get behind him. 
I was never a John Fox fan right when we signed him. I don't like John Fox and either. Right when we signed him, and everybody was like, well, what he did in Carolina? I'm like, he had two good seasons in Carolina. We also had a good team in Carolina. Yeah, he did. I mean, he, Even ba- he basically had the younger version of what he has now, what they had now. Yeah, and Charles then, Johnson and Thomas Davis. So. And then he goes and takes over Denver. You know, he goes 8-8 eight eight with Tim Tebow. They go to the playoffs. That They beat the Steelers in the playoffs that year. But then... On a whim. On a, exactly, on a whim. Then he gets Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, of course, has his Still few neck surgery. Throws 55 touchdown passes, but then when they go to play Seattle in the Super Bowl, they get killed. And it was all John Fox's fault. It was ju- Exactly. It was 100% John Fox's fault. And now we have a guy in there, Matt Nagy, who's an offensive-minded coach, who I mind you when uh, you know Kansas City started off hot this year, then went on that losing streak. Yeah, he was the offensive coordinator, right, for, for it, Kansas City. But then City. they turn the play, the play calling over to him, and they go 6-1, and they go four and one, and he averages 28 points a game. Yeah. He's the only coach that Andy Reid has ever let call plays. Yeah. And uh, he had that one game with Mahomes at the end of the season where Mahomes looked really good. Yeah, yeah. and Al- he made Alex Smith. It was Andy. Don't get me wrong. I know we, we can make fun of Andy Reid all we want, but Andy Reid is a quarterback guru. No, yeah. yeah, Andy. I mean, Andy Reid's one of those coaches that if you want to get to the Super Bowl and not win, you're going to sign him every year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You want to you want a quarterback that's going to. But and you want your quarterback throw. But yeah, he's stats. great. No, he's great. I mean, look what he did. I mean, Michael I, Vick's a great example. He, well, yeah, look what he did. Michael Vick. Look what he did with Donovan McNabb and you know uh, everybody else that he's touched, but. At the same time, like, I feel like Andy Reid, what he did for Alex Smith kind of gets, I, I feel like it gets talked about too much. Because, really, how much of what Harbaugh taught Alex Smith Harbaugh. did that carry over into what Andy Reid did? Yeah, I think that was Harbaugh. I really think Harbaugh had a ton. I mean, but we're both big Harbaugh fans, so, I mean, I think Harbaugh played You gotta drink it. milk every day. Yeah. Harbaugh. And, and, you, <laughs> and it's true. Uh, yeah. Kurt Angle says that, too. Kurt Angle, Yeah. <laughs> Good day. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I am a fan of Trubisky. I did not like, I think John Lynch played us doing that switch right there. We even got tri- Trubisky at three. Yeah, that was, oh, yeah. That was definitely. Got, you guys was, definitely. We got we got ramrodded on that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, plain and simple. I, I think I threw my hat at the TV. The Niners smelled the TV. truffle. Yeah. And they got one. They knew that. And Pace, to me, has redeemed himself, though, with this offseason. The Allen Robinson signing was huge. Allen Robinson's need- good. We know Allen Robinson very well. We, we I mean, he was mm-hmm. in our division for the last four years. He's a solid wide receiver. Yep. And you know, picking I'm up- happy he's leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah me yeah. too. And picking up Gabriel. and Allen Hearns, by the way. Yeah. So now it's just Marquise Lee and. Well, I don't it depends know. where Allen Hearns. Blake is the snake. Yeah, we, so we, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me and me and me and Dane really like Blake as a person. I think he's hilarious. I think he's great. <laughs> yeah. No, we really do. Like I talk about, we talk about Blake Bortles probably more than we talk about anybody else. Because <laughs> his are comments. You, so are y'all the, the Bortles fact Twitter? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, the guy says the coolest things ever. I mean, when he got his, his deal, the first thing he did was buy a pack of Bud Light. And Bush Light. It was some, Bush Light. And ordered some pizza. Yeah. Did you that? hear the story about? So I was listening to a. Uh, He's a big part of my take guy, by the way. I was listening to Barcelona, part of my take, and I was listening to, like, what he did was the story of uh, this 15-year-old kid coming up to his door and knocking on his door with a full can of bush light. He goes, are you Blake Bortles? He goes, yeah. He goes, I love you, man. Hands over a bush light and just walks away. Yeah. Blake Bortles that also. didn't happen. No, yeah, that, that was, didn't you, happen. You don't think I? I that really, didn't happen. Hold on, no, Blake Bortles can't no, lie. Nobody's no, nobody's, he can't lie. nobody's telling Blake Bortles they love you. In Jacksonville, <laughs> what do they have else in Jacksonville? Love? <laughs> Nobody's. They may that. love him as a person, John. They may not love him as a quarterback. It's, I'm not saying he's a great quarterback. Neither is Dame. No. Especially in Jacksonville, that's not happening. Well, after that's last year, maybe. After last year, maybe. 
No, no. And they, after the way he they played, still, he played the AFC title game. Yeah. It was still pretty constant that they won in spite of Blake. Well, and it's pretty it's pretty evident what they're trying to do now, signing Norwell. It's all about Fournette, 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 Fournette. They're yeah. going to try to limit the throws. They already have tried. They're yeah. not doubling now down. They're, they're like doubling down. down on Yeah, it. now they're making sure Fournette's the guy, hands down. We only need you to throw if we're playing from behind. But, uh, I mean, did you hear the whole construction thing? Like, when they asked Blake Bortles, like, Hey, you know, Blake, if you weren't playing <laughs> football really right now, what would you be doing? And he's like, I don't know, probably uh, working construction and smoking cigarettes. Like, <laughs> that's a really cool, like, that's an American thing to say. Yeah. Like, you can't get more American than that. And me, and I'm not even, I mean, me and Dane hate Trump. And, I mean, but that's American, right? Yeah, that, that I mean, is an American. That's also, Central American just. And also, when, uh, when he said, like, well, people are going to say LeBron sucks, so of course they're going to say I suck. Like That's, that's a, a fair comparison. That is that is <laughs> the most straightforward answer. Like, that is the best answer you can give. Like, but it's a real comparison. Yeah. I mean, people do say LeBron sucks. Yeah. He's like, I don't <laughs> okay. care. Okay, we have to stop because yeah, I literally, is, we go I, guarantee you, I guarantee you, like, I'm about to get snapped on on Twitter by <laughs> yeah. all these people. So, I'm going to get the angry tweet. <laughs> yeah, luckily you managed the uh, the Twitter, so it's not going to be, be too like, much. I'm on They're going to probably message you asking for my actual Twitter. Um, it's like, I'm on y'all's side. <laughs> okay, so. Just leave me out of this. Yeah. Uh, so back to Trubisky era. We're going yeah, yeah. I, you know, I like Trubisky. I think the Bears are doing it right right now. Uh, they're, they're, they need to draft a, a linebacker, which. I think it's Jermaine Edwards or actually corner Josh Jackson. Even though I'm an Iowa guy, the guy's a lockdown corner. The guy threw, picked off uh, in that Ohio State game. He picked off four passes. The athletic ability you saw that if you saw that pick he made in the back of the end zone there. That's the kind of shutdown corner we need. Or Nelson because we lost Josh sitting on the line. Great offensive lineman, but our offensive line hasn't been a weak point. No, it wasn't too bad last year. No, and we got Jordan Howard, and now Tariq Cohen caught the thund- a thunder lightning combo there, which most NFL. I like Tariq Cohen too, actually. Most. Oh, oh, what is it, John? You like Jordan Howard? I do. You don't? Well, really? I gotta hear this. Why? Because he was his rookie season. He was a second leading rusher behind Ezekiel Elliott. That's more or less a product of y'all's line. Like he doesn't do anything special. He's he a just, trucker. Yeah, he's just he's a plotter. You give like him the that. ball, and well, that's why we have Tariq Cohen. A couple too. yards at a time. That's I Deontay. Like Tariq Cohen. That's Cohen's De- fine. Deontay's the same way. De- Deontay has a spark. He he can run downhill a little bit better, but he has he has a, a much much. More I can't believe you don't like Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard is that running back that just puts you to sleep. But you played fantasy. You you're like a fantasy him, guru. You watch him run, and he runs three and a half yards each time, and you're just like, well, yeah, that's well, three mean, and a half yards. Yeah, but three, three and a half, half yards, yards is perfect. You do it three times, you got a first down. And you, yeah, how much time boring. do you take up the clock? It's just boring. Yeah, you take a ton. It's boring. It's just boring. What is wrong with you? That's all the Oilers used to do. I know. That wins football. Like, well, that win football r- games if you have the quarterback That's crazy. I'm yeah, shocked I, I right just, now. I, I just don't care for him. But you love Tariq Cohen. Yeah. But also, this is fun. And it, is it, fun. It, goes in the, it goes in the new NFL philosophy, too. If you look at the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl with uh, Ajay and Blunt, when you have that combination. Yeah, you have those, a good combination. You have that. It's not about. It's not a running back league anymore. No, it never will be again. It never will be. You have to have those that depth, that running back spot, where you can rotate and rotate. That's why, if we go into the draft a little later, I'm not about drafting Saquon Barkley in the top five. Uh, I don't know. I he's a dynamic player, but I think he's the best running back to come out since Andrew Peterson. I'm not going to disagree with you on that, but but what's the value in that? That I think it depends on your offense, right? Like if you're Cleveland, you have two picks in the first. I could see that running back adding a ton of value to a team this year who has an offensive line. 
has also done a couple trades to improve the team. Add Saquon Barkley to that team, and you probably have another two to three wins because they don't have that kind of running back, right? I mean, to me, with that and Tyrod Taylor, that the Browns team looks ten times better than what they've looked in the last ten years. In Tyrod that's all. That's all a fair point, but with a running back, you get two to three more wins, and with that sort of draft capital put into a running back. Two to three more wins really isn't that many. But when you're the Browns, you especially last year. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but when you are the Browns, but those... especially if they get hurt. Well, they can. But whereas, a, I mean, a good quarterback, and you give that quarterback protection. I mean, that's pretty much where I would focus, or getting somebody. That, I would actually go with probably Baker Mayfield and Bradley Chubb. Baker Mayfield. I like the, I like I like the Mayfield pick. A lot of people are are going down on that. I, I think Going let me down, backtrack huh? because they think Mayfield's you know he's got a he's immature all this yeah I don't they like compare that. him to Johnny Manziel yeah. he's not Johnny Football no. he's not he's immature like Johnny Football you know who I th- and I think the biggest bust in the draft skill level totally different is going to be Josh Rosen oh I don't know about that well here's no, why I'm going to say Josh uh, Rosen Allen I think Darn. well Allen I think you're right because I watched Allen play against Iowa Kyle he threw fifty no, no Josh Allen Josh Allen no you guys did you not listen to Jordan Palmer I did. You can't have a different opinion of our of our wonderful guest. <laughs> no, I mean Josh Allen. Did you is, hear what he said? He could throw six yards on his knees. Yeah, took it, Jamarcus Russell. He may have the most arm talent, <laughs> but he's fat. apparently he has even more arm talent than Mahomes last year. And, and Mahomes had some great talent. In, in Mahomes impressed me more than I. I think it, no. It's just low low completion percentage. He's nobody to throw to either at yeah. Wyoming. I See, I think Darnold's that. actually the best of the, of the draft. To be honest with you, really, I really do. Uh, I I think, I, I think the that. USC system and and I just can't think of one quarterback other than Carson. I would so rather that have Mayfield out of USC. I would actually rather have Mayfield than Rosen. Yeah, I'd rather have Rosen over Mayfield. I'd I'd probably take Rosen number one overall. The only reason that Rosen's a better prospect than Mayfield is he's four inches taller than him. And his arm talent's crazy. No, I mean. I've watched Mayfield has the better arm and the more accurate arm. Look, we'll see, I guess, when the draft gets closer. <laughs> but I think Josh Rosen's a better It's NFL all about see, height. If, May- if Mayfield had any height, he would be he would easily be the number one. But if you're the Browns and you have these two picks in the top ten, I would if if you if Saqu- if Saquon Barkley is somebody you're looking at, then trade back because there's so many quarterback needy teams. Trade back, let somebody come up there and grab that quarterback and, and then take him at eight or take him at nine or wherever the Bills are at. They're at twelve right now, right? Yeah, they're at twelve, yeah. yeah. So I mean they well, can they've trade got, they've up. Got what? Do they still have two picks or three picks? No, they only have one pick in the first I mean, round. Oh, I the Browns? Bark- yeah, the Browns have two. Yeah, I yeah. think Saquon Barkley's going to be a phenomenal player. Like, yeah. I'm going to try and get him in every fantasy sure, that sure. I can. I just, spending a top four pick on a running back, when you, when so far in the NFL, especially recently, it's been proven that you get multiple running backs. You get, and you rotate them. And then if one of them gets hurt, well, you still have another one. You don't Agreed. put all your eggs in one basket. Look at the Cowboys when Elliott got hurt. Elliott's probably the biggest difference maker out of any running back in the league right now when it comes to win losses. And the Cowboys were just absolutely screwed without him. And they had Smith well, go you, down too, that tackle. Yeah. Which with but uh, against the Falcons, Adrian Claiborne got six sacks on that on that side. Right. So that's why I get what you're saying too, but also it's it's it also goes into your point as well. Zeke wouldn't be who he was without that line. I agree. Yeah, he probably wouldn't be. Yeah. Well, no, I wouldn't say nothing. No, I'm not gonna say I think he'd be an average running back. I still think he'd be above average, but I don't think... Okay, that's fair. Between the line and him, that's why that 
running game is so effective, and that's why they're able to win games. They channel their offense through that. And that's why he has more effect on any game than any other running back in the league currently. That's why he has more effect on the wins and losses with the Cowboys because of that line, because of how it all works in tandem. But I just, it's safer because running backs are going to get hurt. I mean, even though Ezekiel didn't get hurt, he got suspended. Running backs get hurt. The entire purpose of their job is to take a ball and to run as hard as they can at somebody that's twice their size. They are going to get hurt. Yeah. So I wouldn't put all of my... I, I, I just wouldn't put all I, my entire team's hope and faith into one running back. I'd try I, and spread that out. I agree. I agree. And also, I'm going to disagree with you because I think Darnold's still the best prospect. And the reason I look at that, too, is what he did when he uh, took over, what, third game as his, junior, his second game as a junior year and took USC to the Rose Bowl. And then this year, yeah, he threw more interceptions, but he also took more risks as a quarterback, What you want him to do. You want him to develop that. And he's also more coachable. Why I don't like Rosen, Rosen is a prima donna who I think has got a lot of Jake Cutler attitude to him. I think he's got that. People don't realize that about him, that I think if you get in his head. And he was at USC. And, again, take this with a grain of salt because I said this about golf. They just didn't win that much. They were 7-5. and five. And it might have been a product of Jim Mora coaching UCLA. But Rosen, to me, is a prima donna. I would agree. And that's why I don't think he's sustainable. Most quarterbacks are, though. Yeah, but I think he is more than most. Huh. That's I think if you look at that, too. And some of the comments. Colin Coward like, thinks the same thing, but... And, you know, that was in, and this was actually, for once, an independent thought of Colin Coward. No, 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 no. I'm but, not yeah. saying that you share the same. I'm just saying. And I do actually. A lot of people have the same thought of Rosen. They all think he's a prima donna. They all I mean, think I football's watched... not a love of his. They think it's just a, you know, come in and get paid type I... thing. There's not a pure passion for football. Uh, and maybe that's all true. But from a talent aspect, I don't think there's a better quarterback in the draft. That's I mean, fair. I... We're getting I a lot know. into quarter players that we aren't going to draft. Yeah, we have no chance at any of these guys. None. Yeah. You know, actually, where I think it would be a good spot for Baker Mayfield? New Orleans. You got yeah. Drew Brees for two more years. Yeah, but they signed Tom Savage. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> the Savage. No, but I think uh, you put him behind him for two years, you let him mature well. a little bit, and yeah. you keep Sean Payton a little bit, that offensive line. Well, and he's been linked to, he's been linked to uh, I think he's Sean Payton. Up in Miami. Oh, and he said specifically that's where he wants to go. Yeah. I thought for a while there that uh, Denver was going to take him. I did too. Yeah, I thought Denver was going to take him. In case Keenum is still a bridge quarterback, Case Keenum had that great year. Be careful. Be careful, dude. <laughs> dude. Sorry, sorry. Case Keenum was great. You know, I like the guy. He's the best the, quarterback ever. He's fantastic. There's a reason and why Houston couldn't sign him as a backup. Yeah. And I, and I mean, we love him too much here in the age. But, but he played under Pat Shermer. No, sure. I think Case, we've talked about it. I I mean, it's, it's really hard for me to critique Case because he's a U of H guy and at Houston and in he was age. great in Minnesota in the Minnesota Miracle now which actually like he has a he has a he has a game that's named after like what yeah. he did like so great for Case but that's his high point of his career unfortunately like he's not going to reach that again I don't care how good Denver's defense gets uh he's just not he's not I don't like okay let me take this back if they had the right coach in Denver I think he'd be fine Vance Joseph to me is like the worst coach in the league yeah I truly believe him and I think Elway's like the second to third worst GM in the league. Agreed. I don't think he's a good talent scout. I think he's. I think he got very lucky with all the free agents that he hit on because who's not like honestly, John could step into the GM spot in Denver that year that they won the Super Bowl and sign those free agents without knowing who the hell to sign. Why? Well, because they're great 
<laughs> I mean, they were top tier talent. Like I, like you Peyton saw, Manning. you saw, yeah. Oh, Peyton Manning, interesting. Maybe I should make that move. Uh, uh, t- uh them? Huh? That, that makes a lot of sense there. Like, come on, like, are you kidding me? Like, who who wouldn't have been able to do that? Yeah. Demarcus Ware. Well, I don't know, Hall of Fame outside linebacker? Sure, why not? We'll take a flyer on him. Like, to me, that's crazy. And I think Elway's shown last three years of his draft that he is god-awful. I mean, he's god-awful. And then the way he hired Vance Joseph, I mean, he's a pure desperation hire. He was a pure desperation hire. And I, I just think John Elway's overrated. I think so, too. I 100% agree. And also, you mentioned the Denver defense, too. The Denver defense is still getting old. Well, they're all old except for Von Miller and yeah. uh, Shane Ray. And, no matter, and now they're lost to keep to leave. Like, oh, we and get, Justin we get, Simmons, we get, we get into, we like. get into yeah. an argument with our buddy at work who's a big Denver fan. Oh, my God. To, Phil Bucard. He also made a very, very poignant he, argument about Trevor, Trevor Simeon. Simeon. He said he's the best quarterback in the league. He said he, he compared him. He said he's like Roger Federer with a uh, badminton racket. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. You know he's not on the Broncos anymore. Yeah, we know. No, this, no, no. This, this was this two, was last two, this was last year. It's actually games. two years straight. No, this was started the year prior. It did, but then this and then year, he really took it when they were going into the season with Simeon as a starter in two thousand seventeen. And I love Phil. Hey, I mean, obviously, best quarterback in the league. He had to lose his job to Brock Osweiler. You know what's funny though? What's funny is I would have taken Simeon as a backup. Yeah, he'd be great as a backup. He'd be great as a backup. Yeah. Be great as a backup. I think so too. He, he would have been for he, us. He would have been good. If you need somebody to win two or three games, he would have been fine. He would have been fine. Yeah, I agree. But this guy thought literally no bullshit that he was the best quarterback he's ever seen. In but also, 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 and he, he would, he, and it wasn't with. The also, he also likes to troll too. Just and to, he, he is the ultimate troll. He trolls. He he's trolls just that. to make sure the Broncos, because you know, riding that high off that Super Bowl with that defense, and Peyton Manning had his worst year ever. Well, we got to see Cam suck, which works for me because yeah. I hate Cam Newton. Uh, all right, back so, to Texans, I guess. We need to talk a little bit about the Texans. Well, who's that team? Oh. Uh, all right, so third round. We have two weeks until the draft, John. What are you thinking? You know, honestly, I think we trade into the second, but that's just me. I honestly I think we take a corner. Kind of leaning that that direction. We've already, our, our roster's pretty full. I think we're at 73 out of 90. Yeah. Um, we have seven picks. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to find some roster space. There's no way we're using all those picks, right? We're gonna trade. Yeah, I think we'll trade. I think we'll use like either either two threes to get to the second, or all three threes to get to the second. Take a top tier corner, a young corner, because we have to because of J. Joe, who signed a two year deal. We also have two second round picks next year, so right. that can that can be used so, for something. Uh, yeah, and yeah, you could. I mean, we could potentially move up to the first. I know people think it's crazy, but I definitely think with what we have next year, we could easily do it. We could. It's just whether or not we, we would. Will. Or not. We don't know. We, um, there's a lot of things we didn't know coming in with how Gaines has I, been since the GM. You know, I, I think it has been a change in philosophy. I yep. don't think we're going to rely on unrestricted free agents. I'm sorry, undrafted free agents. We actually went after more, you know, players that have actually played in the NFL. So, which all goes back to the, what you've been saying as far as our team being too young. Yeah, I mean, we're the second youngest team in the league. So, added some veteran to, presence yeah, in all to positions. Say, I am actually ex- very excited for how Gain has been doing. Yeah. Right now, I'm totally in with Gain. I trust, or in Gain, I trust. Like we're aging up the roster. We don't have to draft a hundred players to come in and replenish our wa- roster. Yep. We can actually go out and probably target some guys. We can be a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. And I think that's why we haven't signed any more free agents is we're still waiting to see what we do during the draft, like how it falls. And you said that too because you look at the best teams in the league, and I'm going to go back to our division rival, the Green Bay Packers. That team is homegrown. It's farm built. Like, 
that's the way you go. That's how you build a franchise. Yeah. You build it from the draft. And like you said, you're the second youngest team in the NFL. Yeah. That's the spot where you want to be. No, it's where you want to be. It's where you want to be. To John's point, what he was talking about with adding the age is the fact that because we're the second youngest team, when injuries occur with our star players, you have guys with no experience that can't step in a really in, in yeah. crucial moments and change. You don't. They don't well, know how to be. Yeah. But Packers when you have, have some veteran depth, just a counterpoint. The Packers are built through the draft, but New England always builds through free agency. Philadelphia always builds through free agency. Or not always. Recently. They, just this past year. Recently, yeah. Uh, the Rams look like they're going to be world beaters. They've done it all through free agency. Pretty much what has happened the past couple of years is, with the way the pay scale is, it's cheaper to go out and sign a bunch of rookies and then sign your stars for more. And that's what the Texans have done. Now, we have been mediocre doing that, where you look at a team like... Even the Broncos, a team like the Patriots have done consistently, even Seattle when, when they got hot, is you have a couple of good drafts, and then you load up on role players that are free agents that have NFL experience. Right now, that kind of looks like when Bill, Bill O'Brien was talking about alignment, that's the direction he was looking for. He was like, all right, we've drafted. We have a lot of good players. Like our starters, our starting 22 last year, Houston's could have taken on anyone. I will stand by that statement until I'm out of breath that our starting 22 could have played with anybody when healthy. But injuries happen in the NFL. And they're going to happen next year. We got absolutely destroyed once people started getting hurt. And I think that it was one of those like snowball effects. like People were trying to overcompensate for other people getting hurt. And then somebody else would get hurt. <laughs> and it would just keep on, it would keep on going. Whereas teams that have a lot of that veteran, they kind of Somebody gets hurt, they just, you know, next guy slides over and they kind of stabilize. Next man in. just didn't have that. Next man in philosophy. Yeah. And it's, it's funny you brought up the Rams because the Rams is kind of 50-50 too. Because you think they were still built through the draft with Jared Goff, Gurley. So they still had those guys there. But... Right, right. But all of our star players were built for the draft. All yeah. Of them. Watt, Clowney, Merciless. Watson. McKinney. McKinney, Hopkins. We, Fuller. We, Nick Martin, Fuller. Yeah. We, we drafted all those. Yeah. Um, now... We've drafted enough stars. We have our Dylan stars. Cole, actually, like it, the list yeah. goes on. Kareem Jackson, Kevin Johnson, uh, Andre uh, Howe. Uh, JJ was like our own. Yeah, it's actually agent. everybody. Yeah. yeah. So we're at that. We've been at that point. We've probably been at that point for a couple of years. Where it's like, okay, now go get some free agents. This is the first year yeah. we've done that since JJ and Daniel Manning. Yeah. It's nice to see. I agree. It's a welcome change. I, I mean, we want to stay young, but you want to have some veteran guys that can step in at that point when you it comes be to young, those crucial moments. You want to be too young. Yeah. There's a difference. The Packers were one of the younger teams, but they weren't top three year in, year out. Yeah. No, but, they, right. but you're, you're right. To that point, I, I digress. To your point, too, they always had those veteran players, too, that could They always did. It you was know, always even going back to they went and won signing Super Julius Bowl. Peppers. And Julian, then yeah. They always do that one or two veteran moves to make sure that exactly. there's a veteran presence where they need it. Exactly. Uh, uh, um, Charles Woodson, prime example of it. Man, my favorite player in the league. Yeah, Charles Woodson, prime history. example of it. And that's, and that's something the Bears have faulted on because they either go – Let's go back to the the Bears a little bit. One end of the spectrum or not, because it was we picked up Jake Cutler, Brandon Marshall. But who did we draft outside Alshon Jeffrey? When we had those years there, that's it. We went there. So well, Cameron Meredith. Cameron Meredith undrafted. Nobody saw him coming. He was a quarterback at Illinois State, and honestly, he's at, at best. I think he's a number two. A number two, a solid number two. He's, I a, he's a number two. He's big. You know, I like picking up Gabriel there because Gabriel, if he get him in the right offense, when he was in the, he was kind of the X factor under. Um, Kyle yeah, he'll be a great slot wide receiver. Yeah, that's and we haven't had that in a while. And Trey Burton mentioned earlier too. Trey Burton is an athlete. No, he is. 
He's an athlete. I, mean, I think he he loved Burton. I didn't want I, Burton. I think he overpaid him a little bit, but that being said, <laughs> that being said, we got the cap space to do it. Yeah, you might so, as well spend it. Well, let's spend it a little bit. You know, it's... As a Bears fan, I'm excited where we're at. And you, also, we have the ninth-ranked defense in the NFL. Yeah. Vic Fangino is a fantastic defensive coordinator. And I, I like uh, I like uh, Danny Trevathan a lot. Yeah, and he's coming up on the end, which is why also we pick up uh, Edmonds in the draft. Yeah, well, I like Nelson Edmonds. Out. I think he's like my third favorite player in the, in the draft. Uh, I like Nelson from Notre, Notre Dame. Do you see that guy's blocking scheme? Mm-mm. The way he took on like three people? <laughs> he chokeslammed a guy. Yeah, he chokeslammed a guy. <laughs> It was awesome. I'm not even sure how that was legal, but it was awesome. Huh. Lift the yeah. dude up, choke slammed him. I'm like, all right. Yeah. He was, blo- he, was, he was scanning back in that kind of zone blocking. Another guy came in and yeah. just, boom. Wow. I'm like, how, I put how a do we trade up there. and get that like guy? Yeah. <laughs> you just Michael, you Michael deemed it. I Michael deemed it there. Uh, yeah, I uh, I, didn't, I didn't see that play. I guess I'm at You should go watch that tape. Yeah, yeah I will. I will. Guy's a, that guy's a boss. So with... Uh, with the rest of the free agency, you, you want us to sign Mercedes Lewis, I saw. You're, you're well, really interested in Mercedes. I, Is yeah. it the name, or do you think we're going to get a German car? Or? No, he's one of those. He's an excellent blocker. He's a capable pass catcher. Uh, Steven Anderson and Ryan Griffin are both pretty good receivers. But where they struggle on is run blocking. So just somebody else there that can block. Yeah. I think that if he's still around after the draft, we may pursue him. But if he gets signed before the draft, I think he's one of those. I was kind of bringing him up as kind of a, like a good example, and something that we're I we're gonna have to watch for game to do. So I don't think he's gonna paint himself into the corner before the draft. Like we still have a bunch of we still have a bunch of needs. We still need another tackle. We definitely need another tackle. We still probably need a backup a quarterback and a running running back depth. And tight ends. So if we go into the draft with all these needs, we're more flexible with who we draft, and we can draft best player available a little bit more. And then afterwards, we still have a ton of cap space that we can go out and sign a couple of these probably third tier tight ends. To be honest, though, as, as much as you bring agents. as much as you bring up some of those needs, I feel like with this draft, we could already go best player available. Uh, just because, like, yeah, we have needs, right? Like we have a tackle need. A tackle need most likely, and we may not have a tackle need at all except for depth. If Henderson and Davenport end up starting, and if we get the Henderson from his rookie year, and Davenport shows the more of the potential he showed right. last year, our tackle positions may actually be okay. Tight end wise, that's definitely a need, but I, I, I expect us to go best player available throughout the entire draft. That's kind of what I'm expecting, and that's kind of why I think we still have some free agents out there that would do good for the team that we can afford that we what have What happened to EJ Gaines? Has he signed? He hasn't signed. Where, who, where the, like, has anybody heard from him? Is he I alive? Don't I don't hear <laughs> anything about him signing, like, even talking or a visit. You know. He I, just disappeared. I have no idea what's going on there. I, I wonder I, if there's I, a chance still. still. I, if we sign him as a corner, we I guarantee we won't take a corner in the draft. Yeah. Not even his depth. We won't take one in the seventh round. We won't need to. We won't have any more roster spots for corners. We'll be full. That'd be awesome. I, I don't know what's going on with them, but if we can sign Gaines, that'd be freaking fantastic. And now, this is when the players get those discounted prices because free agency is extended. People have blown their load so quickly that they don't have the money to sign to the long-term deals. And a 26-year-old cornerback that played pretty freaking well last year, it's going to be interesting to see if he if he's if we're still in talks with him. Yeah, and... I hope we are. I mean, 
as I said before, that would be my dream signing. We're, we're two down out of the four. So, and EJ Gaines is still out there, and the last one would be drafting somebody like uh, Shaquem Griffin. I want to add one more defensive lineman in free agency. I don't even know who's available. What about but... Andrew Hankins? Uh, no, Jonathan Hankins? Jonathan Hankins. There you go. There you uh, go. Uh, Whatever. No, he's, he's, you know the guy that was on the Colts. He's the defensive tackle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's really more of a 3-4 DT. Uh, he could potentially play defensive we played end. played 3-4. Yeah, no, DT, not defensive end. I want like a DN. I know I said defensive lineman, so I confused you a little bit. I gotcha. But I'd prefer to have a defensive what end. What about putting him at defensive tackle and Reader over the defensive end? Well, we got Watkins. I don't I, I don't know. I'd rather have Reader play tackle and us have Watkins improve if that's the route we went, but... But think about that rotation. Yeah, I, I just we've seen Reader as a pass rusher last year because unfortunately we had nobody else. Yeah, and so even though it was at and there were at times where he lined up at end, well, I just, you didn't see a lot of pressure. Well, and he fills him. up with I, that gap in three four and the three four all designed to fill gaps too. Yeah, right. That's all it is. That's all. Well, JJ Watt doesn't fill gaps. No. No, J.J. No. Watt's an anomaly, too. He yeah. plays defensive yeah, tackle. So if you have... Versalist plays defensive tackle, too, sometimes yeah, when my, we play Brady. My essential thought on that is... I just feel like something you different. You have Watt playing end, and you essentially have two tackles, because Clowney should never cover somebody. Ever. So really no. more of a 4-3 like, look. More of a 4-3 More look. like a yeah, hybrid 4-3? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd be fine with that if, if we needed to. I, and then might as well sign Sue. We had the money. I... I don't know about Sim. I, I mean, if you're looking for a guy that can pass rush as a defensive tackle, that's Tom Kitsu. He's not know, a clogger. If he, he and he's taking all these visits, and he's pretty much said it's all about money. I don't care. Yeah, he's eight to fifteen million annually. He's a hell of a player. He's a dirty dude. But no, I, I wouldn't want him. Yeah, uh, I agree. Hey, did you did you watch All or Nothing with the Cardinals? Yes. Hmm. Uh, did you see that Tyron Matthews speech with uh, with when he got hurt. Do you remember that? Yeah. I didn't even think about the whole concept of him being a leader and like a vocal leader in our, in our locker room. We don't have that. We, we don't have any player like that. Really. We've always lacked that a little bit. Uh, I think it's gonna be interesting to see what that dynamic is. Cause he's very vocal. Yeah. And, and JJ's have not you watched him on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. He's, he, he doesn't care. He doesn't. He he is, he is all he, about unfiltered, it on real quick. Well, also, it's also he's grown up though from what he was at LSU. Well, yeah. he doesn't care. Right. He's so cognizant. He's still all about the team. At LSU, he was all about himself. Right. He's well, and he rehabbed in Houston, which yeah. he, people just tend to forget that that's actually where he rehabbed from the draft to going to the Cardinals. So uh, I don't know. I just was thinking about the veteran aspect of of him and, and his leadership skills. Yeah. We, if we literally else, have. Re- we're so, going to have a hell of a locker room, if nothing well, else. And since Dante, I can't think of a, of a vocal leader in the manner of Tyron. Well, because he, he really, you're sort of. <laughs> man, God, I hate that we lost him. He that was, was vocal. He was, he was the guy that always got everybody hyped on the no, field. No, he, was. he was. And Tyron, is he's going to do that on the field now. Mm-hmm. Like That's going to be him. It'll be interesting because J.J. tried to be. J.J. was the loud one. Nobody, um, everybody kind of so deferred corny. to him. But <laughs> yeah, that I mean, was it. Yeah. He's so corny, it's like, okay, JJ. Like, yes, you're the greatest player we've ever seen, but come on. Let, right. let's somebody it's else. Like, have okay. about 20,000 more it, calories it, in yeah. diet, and we'll say, okay. Go flip 10 more tires, and yeah. then, all right, we're ready to it's, go. It's a little weird to have Captain America yelling at Exactly. You. So yeah. now that we got Tyron, I think it's going to be awesome. I don't know. It's just an aspect that we, I don't think people are talking about enough, but I just watched the, the All or Nothing again because there's no football. Well, honestly, I think, I think the Houston Texans took the, be- the best signing free agency. Yeah, I, I, I honestly he's think the, we won free agency. 
you know, because of him, yeah. Like, he is the, the absolute perfect, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He is the perfect fit. We added so much depth. And we can Our pay contract, him next year if we need to. We have enough cap space that if we do nothing except sign... Our rookies. Sign our rookies, sign Clowney to an extension. We're still going to have like $20 million. And then we can re-sign anybody we need to next year as yeah, well because we'll be able to roll over. And, and still be competitive in the free agent. And then we'll have two more. You said then bringing we'll... out Mercedes Lewis to your point earlier, bringing that veteran presence that these these tight ends don't have. No, they both don't. Well, Ryan Griffin, I guess, yeah, technically not, a veteran, not, but not Steven like Anderson definitely not. Mercedes yeah. Lewis level, though. No, none no. of them. None of them. We I haven't think... had a tight end like that since... I think... Owen Daniels, I guess. And Mercedes yeah, Lewis, he's a much better blocker than... than... Owen Daniels. No, no, I'm talking about the veteran leadership aspect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, we haven't. We haven't had that in tight end right. since Owen. Yeah. And it's, I mean, our offense is actually really young. Our Steven offense Anderson's is still really young. Ryan Griffin's 24. Fuller's, what, 20? Fuller's 22, I think. 25. And then you, you keep forgetting about Braxton Miller, too. Uh, we all forget about Braxton Miller. He's a sore subject for us. He was my most, he was, for me, that year that we drafted him, he was the guy. Uh, and I still think he has the potential to be a John's pretty much given up on him, but I, I, he's got, I mean, he's got one more year. I, I just, I really like him. I think, you, I think you just have to find a way to get him involved. And Bill O'Brien, unfortunately, one of his flaws is when you are in his doghouse, you uh, are in his doghouse. Yeah. You're, you're, you're probably not getting out yeah. and it sucks because I, I love he is cut Miller. from the Belichick clock clock. No, I know. I know. And, and we saw it with Malcolm Butler and that's pretty much what we're seeing. We saw it with Jalen Strong and, now we're seeing it with Braxton, and if Braxton can't get on the field and produce, I wouldn't be surprised but next year if he's gone, and he'll probably sign somewhere and be really good. Yeah, but I like that too, though. Yeah, it, it sucks because you make those small sacrifices there, but you gain control of your locker room. Right. As a coach, no, you still have to you have do. control of your locker you room. You do. So, yeah. But you also have to think, like, these guys are young, and then when you're asking a player like Braxton, who played quarterback for so long and only played one year of a wide receiver, if you have your expectation level to be where Bill seems to have it for Braxton – it's just very hard to reach that when you're talking about only his second year and playing the position. So I feel like Bill has to have that uh, compromise himself in, internally to say, like, okay, hold, hold on. Like, this is maybe just too much. Let's give him some more reps and see what he can do because he just really hasn't given him the reps. I mean, he even I mean, last he, year with the injuries, he before didn't give him very he, Before many. he got hurt last year. But he did year, look better did, last year. He, he flashed toward the end. But then we got well, Tyler Irvin coming back too, so uh, there's just a lot. It's going to be very hard for him to get on the field. Yeah, and we're supposedly uh, interested in Alan Hearns. Alan Hearns would be a no, I know, really good sign. No, I know, but that I that mean, literally that means Braxton Miller's cut. Yeah, yeah, we're not taking him this year. Yeah, no, if that we sign Hearns, like you're not. Well, Coates may not make the roster. I don't expect Coates to make the roster. I think Coates will make the roster. It'll be interesting. I mean, he could it, even make the Browns roster. Yeah, I mean, well. Corey Coleman. I mean, that's yeah. the only wide receiver they have. Granted, and Gordon, I guess. Coates is one year removed from having what would would have been our second leading receiver last year. Yeah, he had like nine hundred. Yeah, nine hundred sixty yards. No, five sixty. I thought he had. I mean, the year before, he had nine hundred eighty yards. He had averaged almost ten yards a catch. Really? Yeah. Oh, with Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. What he he had cat. He's had issues catching the the ball, but he got really bad after he broke his hand. So he had a season where it looked like he was going to flash. He stepped in when Martavius Bryant was out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. And that. he he looked like he was going to be good. Yeah, and then he broke his hand. He broke his hand. That's right. He tried to play with the broken hand. That's right. And he couldn't catch at all. And then he got managed to Cleveland. What do you? Yeah. Nobody, what, why do you get? Do you get cut? Um, Juju Smith Schuster. So, so he did uh, get cut. Yeah. 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 I think he actually cut, got traded. How do you cut a guy for with nine hundred eighty yards? That's he must I think have been he got traded. traded. I think he got traded. For he had to be traded. Yeah. Because Juju came on and just blew everybody away during training camp. 
Okay. And then nobody did anything on the Browns last year, and it looks like he's just one of those guys that they wanted to get rid of. He's still a guy with four three speed. No, no. He's still, I mean, he's still a bigger guy. Yeah. So there's a lot of potential there. Um, I don't know if he makes our roster at this point, but he could. And I mean, no joke. His best season would have been our no. second leader receiver last year. Like that's yeah. just putting it in perspective. No, you're right. You're right. All right. Well, John, what else you got? You got anything else, Texans? Um, well, who do you think we're going to target in the draft? Anybody good? Uh, I, I honestly, I'm just going to be honest. I haven't done my homework on the draft yet. As far okay, as the so third, as far we'll, as the we'll third round, that. we'll say that. As far that. as the third round goes, I mean, it's just it's such a. I mean, it's, it's a nobody shoot. knows. At that point, it's a true crapshoot. Like the first round, you're picking top ten. You have an idea. Other Even the that, second round, you go second, second round, round, you have that mapped out yeah, pretty strongly. But like third and fourth and fifth, like at that point, it's like truly like. Ugh. You go best available. You're best you. available usually. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I really need to look and see. I need to do more homework before I start speaking on the draft. I honestly okay. probably start looking at second because I do believe we'll trade up. Um, but we still have two weeks, and I think there's a chance we still sign EJ Gaines. So, and that changes you're everything. You're just feeling burned because we spent all that time last year researching. We put out this great draft show. Man, we did. And the audio sucked. And then we were completely wrong anyway, so we just kind of... Yeah, then we fixed the audio, and now... I and this, <laughs> this draft is so interesting to me because it's so quarterback heavy this year. For the but first time in... God, it, no. Of course it is. And of course, of course it, it is. And then with uh, that trade the Jets made, too, which all it says is we're getting a quarterback. Yeah. Puts the Giants in an interesting situation. Because Eli Manning's getting towards the end. They thought that he they could have taken Rosen, they could have taken Darnold. But also, if you think about where the, the Giants situation is, but with the Jets right there... It's like, well, what, do we take a quarterback? We don't want to give up this advertising money to the Jets. This is our in-town rival. I think the Giants take Barkley, but that's just me. See, I think they go Chubb. I think they go Barkley because they just haven't. Well, now that they've traded Jason Pierre-Paul, I guess there's a real good chance they go Chubb. But I think Barkley's that one pissing, missing piece that they've literally lacked since Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw. Yeah. They've tried and tried and tried and tried with so many different running backs over the last three years. They've never hit that. Barkley kind of really extends Eli's career a little bit and and gives him another option, but that that's just my opinion. My opinion is, and I but I, Chubb I, would I be like a the, great Chubb would be a great player for them. I think either they go Chubb or they go quarterback. I don't really care. I mean, I, I, I hate the Giants. I hate the Giants. I, I, I get just, it. Giants, Jets. I, I, I just, it's just this draft is going to be so dynamic with all this quarterback talent in there. And honestly, to your point about Josh Allen too, is him and Rosen. I'm not sold on. I saw Josh Allen play. His court, his completion percentage was 57. percent I get it. You're playing at Wyoming. They're comparing him to Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz won two national titles there. Carson Wentz was also over sixty percent completion. Yeah, Carson that's Wentz. Entire, Carson that, Wentz also that's the new, for, that's my new magic yards. number this year is at sixty percent completion. And, and Carson Deshaun, Wentz. Deshaun was there this year. Yeah. Yeah. And Carson Wentz. Well, no, uh, Deshaun in college was sixty-seven percent. No, I'm saying in the NFL. He was at sixty-two percent. Oh yeah, yeah. And also, uh, what was it? Carson Wentz ran for over his junior year seven hundred yards rushing, like at that size. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, you can't compare one or the other. No, that's interesting. It's going to be a good draft. Yeah. It's going to be fun to watch. It's in Dallas, yeah. too, unfortunately. And you're gone. You're in Vegas. If I wasn't in Vegas, I'd be at the draft. I know. But I'll be in Vegas. That's fine. You go to Vegas. Yep, and I didn't have to pay from my couch. It'll be nice. All right. Uh, Dane, thanks yep. for joining hey, us. No, you know for what? I'll be guys. texting you to tell me who, who to bet on to do the prop bets during the draft. I'll do a parlay for you. Okay. So that way you can make some money. You'll just bet 10 and win like 1000 Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, t- I'll show you how that works later. Yeah. Uh, thank you for having me. This has been a blast. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. We always have fun, you know, whenever we can have somebody come on and talk a little bit. Our fans get a little mad at us, but they 
they tend to listen and get over it, so that's always nice. Yeah, uh, we'll probably get the angry tweets. Why didn't we talk more about the Texans? Yeah, Oops. we will, but this will be one. They'll be fine. It's the off season. Come on. Yeah, but we're hey, also the only podcast. We're also the only podcast right now, so. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, I guess technically the only podcast. Uh, all right, well, yeah, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. We had a good time, uh, good insight, so thank you for that. And if uh, you have anything you want to plug, uh, anything you want to talk about, Q4. Q4, uh, uh, close, Q4 the close the gap, Q5. close the gap, no Q5. No Q5, close no the Q5. gap. No Q5. Okay, all right, and then you want to say your IG one more time? Uh, it's Dane K 50 I have uh, about 10 posts on there right And how now. many followers do you have? Uh, I have about 400 followers. Okay, so we just want to know, so that way we're tracking how much you owe us if you grow the following. Because this is like There's a, royalties on that? Yeah, we get paid on that. So okay. if you, for every follower you get, I get, so uh, it's, I get extra vacation. What if I plug there. it? If I plug the podcast on there, on Instagram? For every follower you get, I get an extra vacation day. Okay. Okay, thank you. You heard yeah. that's a verbal commitment. That's an upfront contract by me, your sales guy. So you sandlered me right there. I just sandlered you. You're yeah. welcome. All right, uh, guys, thank you so much uh, for listening. You can follow us on... So Twitter, I got I still got to change that Instagram at H O U F B Pod, right? It's yeah. So H O U F B Pod on Twitter, uh, and then on Instagram T X N S underscore unfiltered. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play Actually, Store. It's just Houston F B Pod. Houston F B Pod. Houston F B Pod. Okay, Houston F B Pod. Sorry, uh, he changed it without telling me. But hey, we're almost at hundred followers. No, I see now. that you did a good job. So, you did a good job. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Fantastic uh, podcast. Fantastic podcast. The best. Uh, all right. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Young Ari Gold signing off for Texans Unfiltered. When they had our backs up against the wall and said that we couldn't stand the pressure, we still got it done, man. When they said the clock was winding down and it wasn't enough time to get it done, we still got it done, man. Now it's our time to shine, it's our time to keep it 100, so we gon' go out here and show them how true we are, baby.